1: What's up everyone, welcome to episode 241 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Marison, one half of the Membership Guys and your host for the show. This is the number one place for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership business. I've got a fantastic episode for you today. I've got some very special guests, Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital. They run a WordPress web design agency here in the UK where they help personal brands, and small business owners to make their mark online. As well as building websites for some of the UK's biggest names in the marketing space, Martin and Lindsay also run an online membership community where they teach others how to build their own highly successful website, and to increase their reach online. Now, I've known Martin and Lindsay for a number of years now. They are fantastic at what they do, and they're just real great fun people as well. And, you know, they're part of Membership Academy because... They're very smart people, so of course they are, and they run a membership. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of similarities, as I kind of mentioned in our chat, between myself and Callie and Martin and Lindsay in terms of our careers and how that's progressed and our experiences and things like that. So I thought it'd be great to bring those guys onto the show to talk about a topic that I think everyone who is starting up a membership ...sort of struggles with a question uh, that they often need a lot of help with. And that is, should you try to build your membership site yourself? So should you go down the DIY route? Or should you hire a professional? And even if you have already done some bits yourself, at what point do you bring in a professional? Or are the tools available today so powerful that you'll never need to hire a web agency, a web designer, or a developer? So we got into that, and I think you might be surprised at the consensus that we, we, we have on that topic. Uh, we also delved a little bit deeper for people who are looking to hire professionals into how you figure out, how you find the right people, how you figure out whether they are legit, whether they actually have the skills to help you achieve the goals for your website uh, that you want to achieve. And I'd also encourage you to hold on towards the end of the interview, because once we pretty much decisively tackle that subject of should you build your own website or hire help... I also got Martin and Lindsay to dig into perhaps one of the most unusual situations I've seen in the membership space. Where they actually adopted, essentially, the the member base from another membership that closed down. So we talked about that for 5 or 10 minutes at the end of the interview as well. As a, a little bit of a bonus to this episode. So... Without any further ado, let's jump into my conversation with Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital. All right, Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital, welcome to the Membership Guys podcast.
0: Thanks Hello. so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. It's nice, nice and warm and cozy in here. I like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's you guys are kind of in the north. You guys are in the south, north. Right? Maybe
0: it's just maybe it's just your silky voice, you know. With all yeah, if you're deep. <laughs>
1: Amazing
2: voice. So I feel like, I like I that. be here now.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is the point where where you leave, Lindsay. No. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All
1: right. So I'm I'm excited to have you guys on because you guys, um obviously, there's similarities between what you guys are doing and and in myself and Carly. You know, you are a a couple running a business together, running a membership together. Um, the the business is a a, a website design, online marketing, online business agency like myself and Callie started with. Um and yeah, you you guys are kind of northern. That's as as nice as I'm gonna be because you know <laughs> Manchester's not really the north. So there's a lot of great parallels. And it's interesting for me because we've kind of been out of the agency world for long enough now that I I start to kind of feel like I I don't really have as much of a uh, uh, finger on the pulse of of the world of working with clients, getting websites built, um, and you know, how the average um, business owner, membership owner navigates all of that. So I'm interested to dig into that with you guys today because, you know, you're all closer to to that than, than we are these days. I kind of feel well out of the loop. Yeah, well,
2: that
1: sounds
0: good. I, I think you, um, you know, when you've been a web designer and you run an agency, you still remember the kind of conversations that you've had. You still remember the ups and downs and, you know, the sort of questions that people ask on a regular basis. So, yeah, yeah, give yourself some credit, you know, you, you know more than most.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Um, <laughs> but you know, this this is definitely an, uh, an industry that that has gone through so much mm-hmm. change I think over the years. Um, and if you look at the the tools and the templates and the services that are out there now, and what they enable just kind of Joe blogs, Joanna blogs, regular person on the street to, to do and to achieve with their website without needing to be techie. Um, it's it's incredible compared to, you know, 10 years ago, um, when maybe you had GeoCities, <laughs> which yeah. which is perhaps the closest thing you have to to what's out there on the market now. But I, I think the average person getting a website built or trying to build um, uh, their membership or any other sort of website has more power at their fingertips than ever before. So, with that in mind, where's the benefit of hiring a professional, hiring a web developer to to help you build your membership site?
2: Yeah, that's a. Re- it is a really good question because we've noticed, yeah, a dramatic change, and, and we've only been doing it kind of eight years, but there has been a dramatic change in that, and it's good actually for. Membership site owners, I think that they have all this kind of power to do things themselves. Um, And I think that we usually recommend people actually hire a web designer when they're quite far into their business. So they've built it up to a point where they think, okay, I can't be spending any more time on my website. Um, I can't be, you know, it's kind of a bit too technologically advanced now. So I need some help in that sense. You know, and I built my brand and I know my audience and I'm very clear on what it is I want to do and and where I want to be. Um, And that's when we recommend people actually hire a web designer. Before that point and that could be sort of five years into <laughs> your business mm. before that point we recommend that people actually build it themselves and mm-hmm. um, you know and go down that route because getting a, a web designer say for 500 quid or a thousand quid it's it's not going to be the best website. It's probably going to be something that you could have built yourself and it's it's you know it's just not going to serve your business well and it's probably not the best use of your money. If you have that money there there's probably better ways that you could spend it.
0: Yeah, people think it, it, it saves time, you know, I can't be doing this, I need to be building my business, I need to be doing this, So I'm going to hire a, a cheap web designer to just have an online business card, but in fact... You know, there's still a lot of time requirements for you when you hire an agency or a, a freelance web designer. You're still going to have to communicate quite a lot with emails and phone calls and video calls. You know, you're going to have to try to explain to them the vision that's in your mind. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, all of that takes time. And people think, oh, I just don't want to do it myself because they haven't got the time or the technical know how. But in actual fact, you know, just from learning bits and pieces as you go and trying to solve problems as you go. You know, YouTube, there's an abundance of, of videos on there and there's lots of courses and memberships like the one that you run, like the one that we run that that help you move forward even a little bit to give you, um, you know, a lot of power at your fingertips. And like you say, the tools at the minute that are out there are phenomenal. Mm. Um, you know, it's just, there's, there's not really an excuse to hire a web designer right off the bat. We're not doing know. a
2: very good job of selling ourselves. You
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is the point. I mean we we we've spoken to so many uh, potential clients over the years and I'll be honest with you we 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 turn away more people than we accept mm-hmm. as an agency mainly because people want to work with us from reading our content online whatever but actually unless you're at a certain point financially and you know understanding of your business because Things pivot and change all the time. It's only when you're a certain way down the road you have a good understanding for your for your web designer to adopt what you know, what you think, and can put something online that's going to do you justice rather than just another online business card, which isn't going to change everything for the better. You're just going to be 500 pound down, a thousand pound down. And, you know, you'll have wasted all that time and then Mm. you're going to have to do it yourself anyway. So it's rare that we come across a web designer that charges a small amount that can do a good job. And that's, Mm. you know, I'm sure there are people out there that massively undervalue their experience, but, um, you know, they're probably just going to be plugging in a free template. They're probably not going to be spending that much time on it. And, you know, you do need someone If you are paying them, you do need someone to get your business to understand what's involved. And that costs money, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and of course, you know, you you touched on it as well in terms of the need to really understand the business. If you're still right at the beginning of your journey with your business,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you maybe don't have that understanding yourself. So you're not going to be able to, to convey that to someone else like how how's a third party going to understand a business that you you don't really understand yourself
2: exactly and we've actually had that experience where we've taken on someone who was brand new to business and um it's sort of six months later I think it was they kind of pivoted so their services changes that they changed their target market changed because obviously it does especially in sort of the first two years of you know you're running a business uh, things do dramatically change so her investing in that website, you know, wasn't the best use of her money because then, you know, we had to look at redesigning certain aspects of it. And that's why we say now we don't take on brand new businesses for that very, you know, very reason. It's not the best use of your your money. and um, So I definitely recommend, we strong recommenders of building it yourself. Yeah.
0: So um, much in fact that we've produced content to say that very yeah. thing, which is <laughs> yeah. do not invest in your website, do not spend thousands of your brand money. new
1: business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny, we, we almost have that, a similar mindset when it comes to to memberships to people who want to create memberships. We want people who are, we we don't want to convince someone that they should start a membership. Mm-hmm. We our ideal uh, potential member is someone who's already made that decision based on research, based on experience, and then they're ready to actually. Take steps to implement, as opposed yeah. to they want to join our membership site to figure out whether to start their membership. And um, it, it's all about that that place someone's in in their journey and what that enables them to actually to do um, with the access to experts or specialists that that they would then either hire or you know join a membership for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's kind of counterintuitive for a lot of people to say, you know, there's this entire pool of people that should not give us money right now <laughs> yeah. like for their own good
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and to be honest as well it's for our good our own good as well because we don't want clients that are unhappy um mm. you know we don't want someone to invest money in a website and then find that their business has changed and they have to come back to us and get it redesigned that's the last thing that we mm-hmm. want we want yeah. super happy clients so you know it's in their interest but it's also in our interest
1: as well yeah Definitely, definitely. Same for us. You know, if someone comes and decides in the first month they don't want a membership, uh, our, our business can't grow on that sort of short-term yeah. relationship and that potential for negative feedback. Um, same, same with you guys. So I, I fully buy into the, um, you know, with, with how much you can do yourself these days, just getting something going uh, in those early stages and then bringing in professionals. You know when a lot of other pieces of the puzzle are in place. I, I totally buy in with that. When it comes to to people who are building membership sites, I would probably say the vast majority of people who are creating memberships. Already have some sort of footprint online they've already yeah they've already got a, a, a site set up with a blog they may be already podcasting they've been building an audience and so they already have the foundations of uh, of an online presence some people to a much larger degree than others, but there's usually something um yeah however, there are definitely also people where their membership is their very first step into the online world. And their membership site will be their very first website. So with that in mind and knowing just how many moving parts there are to a membership, how how much more technically complex it is compared to a five-page brochure website, um, how many more layouts you need, obviously thinking of things like dashboards and account pages and sales pages – They are, broadly speaking, more intricate websites. Would your advice still hold for those people if their very first website they're having built is a membership site? Should they still look to do it all themselves, or is this a different situation? Well, I think ultimately, even if you are at the stage
0: where you're launching a membership site, you're still not entirely sure how it's going to be in six to 12 months. You know, our membership site that we started in October 2018 has completely changed within the space of 12 months. So it wouldn't have made sense for us if we weren't web designers to hire a big web designer, even if we were 100% sure that we knew exactly what our business was at the time. Things change all the time. I mean, we can build our own website. We can build everything custom bespoke, and it can be completely unique. Uh, yet we still chose to use the member-only theme. You know, we still chose to launch quicker, get it out there, validate it, tweak things, change things. It's only recently that we've started to have our own custom-designed, you know, dashboard and things. Mm -hmm. So even though we have the knowledge, why would we still waste our time, um, you know, custom-building it or paying a web designer a phenomenal amount of cash if things are still likely to change? So you still have to understand that, even if you are starting a membership, if your business is successful, it still might change. And with a membership, you know, it will. You know, we've we've changed completely, haven't we?
2: Yeah, we have. And I think there's this, I I mean, I I think I'm sure I remember us having this conversation about this where I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I wanted this custom bespoke, you know, like all singing, all dancing, which I knew we could do. But it would take us a long time, and it's just better to kind of get going Mm -hmm. with it. Yes, it's not going to be 100% perfect, but... You know, it's, it's much better to get going and start getting some money in and then change as you go, really, rather than trying to spend forever trying to make it perfect. And that's probably the same. I don't know, Mike, if you've noticed this, but it's the same with websites. It's probably the same with membership sites. You have some people and we've spoken to some people that say they've taken a year or 18 months trying to get their website done. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just a complete waste of time because in that time they've, they've not been getting money in. And even yep. if you were to hire someone to do it for you,
0: it t- still will take. Take a long time, Um, so yeah, that's why we went with member only things. It's just much better if when you attack, when you uh, tackle something like a website, like a membership site, it's it's going to be very difficult for you to say I don't want to do the techie stuff, so I'm going to get someone else to do it. Under all circumstances, if you have that approach, unless you are someone like Tony Robbins and you're like, listen, listen, I don't need to even look at any piece of tech whatsoever. I've got a team around me to do this. I've got companies around me to do this most other scenarios you're going to at least want to know what's going on mm-hmm. even for user experience you know nobody knows your business like you know your business even if it's just okay well would it be nice if we change this button colour would it be nice if we actually thought about the user experience here and the onboarding and those process
2: skills that you learn as well from doing that from doing yeah. as much as you can yourself you don't want to be paying someone to make because we make tweaks to our membership site every single week mm. you don't want to be paying someone continuously to do that um,
0: and so the more that you learn, the more that you're able to do yourself, the better it's going to be. Especially Um, if it's you in there answering questions, helping people on a regular basis, which for most membership site owners, it will be, you know, you want just as much control over that as you do the forum and answering questions and, you know, managing your business in general is very difficult for you to outsource it just because you don't fancy getting your head into the nitty gritty techie stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think you know you definitely see those situations where people think they have to have the the most perfect possible version of their website and their brand ready before they can even take that that first step. Mm-hmm. And yeah, absolutely right. We we see people where they say they're going to start a membership, and then twelve months later they're still messing around with their button colors or their you know there's there's still that process of trying to fine tune everything either themselves or working with a web designer before they launch like just like you guys we we can obviously do so much stuff ourselves custom and all that but when we started out our blog um, at themembershipguys.com was using a $35 theme from theme forest because it was a case of okay we can take this route and i'll have the website up this afternoon or i can custom design and build it which will take three or four months and that we, we did the custom stuff two years later, and it took probably about four months. We, we couldn't afford that delay, or it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense to push things back that far in the beginning. And our, our, um, at Membership Academy, we had so many people wanting to model our sales page at Membership Academy. Now, if you go there now, it's a nice, fancy, all-singing, all-dancing custom thing. When we launched, it was, it was a Thrive Architect template we barely <laughs> changed it so you know even to and have this members, to, didn't you yeah exactly, exactly and you know what there were competitors who entered the market about seven or eight months after we launched uh the the academy They're probably our biggest competitor in the market didn't come on the scene with their product until then had we built up yeah. A custom um, design for our blog and fussed and faffed over that, which probably would have taken longer because we wouldn't have had the benefit of uh, already being up and running for several years. Um, had we then also fussed over the sales page on the academy and all that sort of stuff and making that all bespoke, we we would have been gazumped. We would have been beaten to market, and we didn't know that was going to happen. So that wasn't the reason why we we moved forward quicker. But in hindsight, the best thing we did was just getting things out there and just getting started. And for you guys listening, if you're at the start of the process, you have two professionals in the web industry who make money from convincing people to, to hire them to build a website saying, do not hire someone <laughs> at that first step. Like, get something out there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's, it's like the same with us. We we did this exact same thing. We use a the member-only theme. You know, we, anything we could kind of do to get things done quicker um, mm-hmm. was far better. Um, validate the idea, get money coming in, and then you can change things later.
0: Yeah, and we, we've we hired people since then. You know, We we started with one uh, membership plugin, um, Paid Membership Pro, and, and then we did all that ourselves. And that's great. But then when we wanted to switch over to another membership plugin, there's lots of intricate little things that can Happen and go wrong, so then we just decided to use some of the money that we'd made from the membership to, you know, to get someone to do it that way. We don't have to think about it, and that's the idea, really. You don't want to be investing more unnecessarily, unnecessary cash without making it first. So it kind of yeah. fits in with what you were saying, really.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes when you hire a, a, a web designer or a web developer, when you're not crystal clear on what you're doing, mm-hmm. you you can sometimes be very easily led yeah. into into doing things their way. And sometimes that's not a bad thing. Sometimes you do need that insight. But other times, and I think more so now, the waters are a little bit muddied as to what kind of skill set you are getting when you hire a web designer. I think these days, and I'm sure you'll agree, there are definitely more people out there promoting themselves as highly competent web designers, developers, online marketers who are really people who are just good at using templates and page builders they yeah. don't have they don't have the skill set to actually design anything themselves mm-hmm. they don't know how to code or how to actually fix and troubleshoot things if they go wrong but they they're charging and positioning and promoting themselves as uh, as all singing all dancing top of their field experts because they don't they don't know what they don't know they don't have the competency to assess their own competency. Um, what what are your thoughts on that rise of that side of the industry and, and how much of a minefield it can sometimes be in actually hiring the right people um, in the situations where hiring someone makes sense?
0: I think um it's about it's about being being very careful about who you hire. So if you hire and, and how you hire, should I say, because if you hire based on price alone. And chances are you're going to find someone who can plug in a template for you, can use Divi and and get something set up for you. But actually, when you think about the strategy and you think about what needs to happen in order to keep members happy or needs to be a nice onboarding process, or maybe it's just how to create a conversion friendly sales page, if they can install a template, then how are they going to, first of all, have control over all of those different aspects in order to make it work for your business. So that comes from kind of one level. So one level is the cheap web designers that can plug in page templates and drag and drop stuff where where you want it, make it look good and make it look pretty and charge you, you know, less than a thousand pound. On the other side of that, you've also got developers who are so in love with the code and the, and the HTML and, and doing the real techie stuff, they also may, may not have that much in the way of experience when it comes to design and user experience. They might just mm. love understanding the techie stuff. So you need to be really, really careful that the conversation that you have with any potential web designer is about the strategy, is about what can that web designer do in order to help your business move forward. They're gonna be asking you more questions than you're asking them. You know, it's not a case of, oh, I've got, I'm speaking to three different web designers uh, and and I need to make sure that, you know, who's got the best price. You know, you're not getting a quote for a garage. This is important. (laughs) So that's why the questioning model that you have needs to be very much, you know, you need to have an open mind. You need to say, listen, thinking of hiring a web designer, these are my goals, this is what I'm thinking of. What do you need from me in order to make this a successful project? You know, put it on the web designers um, on their plate, say, what, what what can you do to assist me in growing my business? Not can you make me a great website for this amount of money? You know, you need to get a, a gauge of how how much in the way of advice that they they can give you, how much experience do they have? Um, and and ultimately they should be asking you things like. Why do you want to what what who's your target market? you know how can we appeal to them? they talk about brand colors they talk about attracting those people but at the same time how you can engage your your potential members in order to take the action that you want them to take. you know these are the kind of conversations you want to be having with any potential web designer, rather than them just being a yes man, which is yeah. the biggest sign of a bad web designer is someone that says yes to everything that you suggest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always say. Yeah. And yeah, and I think as well with with sort of web design, mine kind of touched on it just before is that some web designers focus on the, you know, appearance, so the prettiness of the website and mm. and some web designers are very much about the code and they're very good at coding and but perhaps don't have as much experience in their in the kind of design. Um, element or user experience you have to kind of find a web designer that hits those kind of points really so making sure that you know their websites have good user experience, or that they prioritise that, and that's probably one of the biggest, um, biggest things we always recommend: user experience, and um, that it does look attractive. But they also have knowledge of, say, SEO, and you know that they at least have knowledge of that. Not saying that you have to hire them for that, but they have knowledge of that, um, and they have knowledge of maybe what makes good website copy um, and things like that. They, they, as a web designer, you kind of have to have a, a knowledge of these kind of sections really yeah you have a responsibility to at
0: least understand what makes a successful content marketing strategy and Mm -hmm. what makes a successful user experience you know it's not enough to say I don't do that I just code you know somebody else's job is to design you send me websites you like I can knock up a website that kind of looks like it it's about every business is different you know every customer is different and it's a it's a case of a more tailored approach, and that's the point where you say, that's the that's the that's the service I need. And yeah. when you're at that 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 stage in your membership, that you've got a few members and you're getting a few, um, you know, your your incomes at a certain level, I need someone that to have that control over my website. Then that's when you need to really have a look around for someone, and you mm-hmm. need to really understand that the budget that you may have had when you started, five hundred a thousand pounds, isn't probably going to cut it for that level of service.
2: No. And and another thing we absolutely recommend everyone ask a web designer is who will have access to the website who will own the website the amount of people that have come to us and said i need my website redesigning because i can't have i don't have access to my current website because my website developer, my my current agency is not letting me have access and that is the biggest thing that you need to clear up because it's just we it really irritates us that people just don't have full access to their website what's that about it's just it's just mean Yeah,
1: we've we've seen i think especially there's probably more of a risk with it with memberships i've certainly. um, more in recent years, seen people mention, well, the person who, who first built my um, my website, I don't have access to it, all that sort of stuff that we're talking about. But then also, they've 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 suggested that maybe we do some sort of revenue share moving forward, Aww. and they'll give me access, but they'll also maintain the website. So they're almost like holding the the website hostage, yeah. um, and only you know, only agreeing to give people the access they want or what have you. Yeah. If they agree to, to basically make them a business partner, which is just nuts. Yeah. Which is crazy.
2: And you'll find that maybe with people that charge less because then they make their money from like a monthly payment that you'll have to make to them to either make changes or, you know, gain access. You know, your website in your membership site is your it is your business you know and not having access to your business is just um not good and um, so yeah that's the first question i think that we should you know we recommend everyone ask a web design agency and or freelancer
1: I, yeah and i think like you were saying you know if someone leads with talking about the strategy and they're talking about that bigger picture before they start talking about okay well we could have sliding accordions on this section you know we can we let me show you this feature that we did for someone else that's usually a a sign that they they know their stuff they are more likely to actually deliver something of a high standard that that is going to help you reach their goals versus showing off the 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 shiny stuff and the features and all that sort of stuff so that that more holistic i hate that term in in the web industry, but it's it's Mm -hmm. the right word for it, right? That more holistic approach um, where they have a better understanding of all the pieces of the puzzle, they know that, uh, a great website isn't just about, you know, writing code so clean you could lick it. Um, and that's actually that's actually a tweet I, I saw like today from a developer. I was going to
2: say, I'm so going to steal <laughs> yeah. that, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so, um, yeah, and, and, you know, of course, when we're talking about membership sites, again, I want to bring in just how how much more complex they tend to be than typical mm-hmm websites in terms of how many moving parts um you know if if you're building a five-page brochure site this is who we are this is what we do nine times out of ten people getting those sites built set it and forget it whereas memberships could not be any more different Mm. you've got to design you've got to build you've got to create sales assets landing pages opt-in forms sales pages you're probably going to be doing some content marketing to drive traffic generate members so your blog needs to be bang on. probably going to have podcasts in the mix you will want your site to be optimized for search engines it's a huge list right Mm -hmm. of of considerations with with a membership so having someone who actually can get that top-down view and knows how all this stuff can can gel together and the right strategic approach and all that um, is really important but Mm -hmm. (laughs) the hard question how do you find these people and how do you know, other than you know some of the things we touched on, how do you know you're dealing with the real deal and not a blagger? How can you validate that?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I think actually something you said before, Mike, actually reminded me that um, a good way to start thinking about it is probably to look for experts in membership websites mm-hmm. because someone could come to us and say, you know, can you design us a website and just you know, and we'll say, yeah, you know, we can just tag on a membership. You know, <laughs> you don't want to go to a web designer that says, you know, I'm an expert in designing websites and I'll just, you know, tag on the membership for you. Like you said, there's a lot of moving parts. So I think the first place and the first thing to think about is actually you need to go to experts in designing membership websites <laughs> you know that know all of this and and have their finger on the pulse of the industry um, and have a real knowledge of that i think that's the first thing to consider yeah. not just to go
0: to a web designer and, and tag on a membership That's true and and it's not just about you know you mentioned there about all of the content marketing element as well you'll have people out there preaching about the importance of podcasting and and, and writing amazing content um, but is that agency that's telling you to do that stuff? Are they doing it themselves? Yeah. You know, this is why. This is why we really needed to have some kind of a content marketing strategy when we started in 2017, and we we've been preaching about it to clients forever. But wh- why should they care? Why should they listen to us if we're not doing it ourselves? Yeah. Uh, it was only then when we'd done it and proved that it worked and showed people the results that people started to take notice of us um so that's important you know if you're out there and you you understand that content marketing is important and email marketing is important find an agency that also you know see that and you see that in them and they're putting the effort in as well because if they're not you know, what makes you think that they're going to build your website that's yeah. better yeah. than theirs?
2: But I think um, another thing you can do is if there's any membership sites that you like, and we're all, you know, people that uh, own membership sites are obviously usually part of memberships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're a bit of addicted to it. So, yeah, if there are you know membership sites that you like, you can ask the owners, where did you get your um, website designed? Or you can go sometimes if you scroll to the bottom of the, the website, it will say who actually um, created it um, for you. and obviously things like the forum in um you know the member site academy you know if you're asking for recommendations in there that's a really good place to start because obviously you guys know people and i'm sure other people in the um in the community will know as well so getting good recommendations from other people is
0: is a, a huge bonus i think the more the more specialist that you can go and this is why it's important if you're building a membership site or a website do as much as you can first and then you may come across oh this particular aspect, you know, hooking this PayPal up to this thing yeah. or, or, you know, that's as an extremely specialised thing. So you can actually hire better because you've already taken it so far yourself. You know exactly what the problem is that you need help with rather than just frantically running around like a headless chicken saying, I need help with my membership site, you know, do as much as you can first in order to get to the point where it's like, oh, now I know exactly what I need help with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you can hire based on that specialized skill.
2: And you if, know. if you're hiring that way, things like Upwork can be really helpful. If you're hiring kind mm-hmm. of individual tasks in that sense, um, that that can be helpful. Yeah,
0: plus the directory in the, in the Member Site Academy as well. You've got a directory of everybody who can help yeah. with membership sites as well. That's a great place to start. So, yeah, lots of different places.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think what what you were saying before as well about Seeing whether they eat their own dog food, right? And mm-hmm. and I think for people who build memberships, that's very easy to do because you you look at what clients they built memberships for, and you can go and join those memberships and get a feel for the the user experience, for the layout, the user flow, the website speed, all those kind of things that that this potential um, hire might be. Re- responsible for, you get to to take their product for a, a test run. Um, and yeah, if, if they say they're great at email marketing, sign up to their email list. Mm-hmm. If they say they're great at search engine optimization, search for something. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Some of the topics they talk about in their blog, search for keywords related to those. I think doing that due diligence and not getting carried away with sales pitches, not getting carried away with um, the, what some people i think have have this idea in their head that um without a, a professionally built or professionally designed website there's a ceiling on how far they can go and sometimes that pushes them to rush into just going with someone who on the surface level looks good without ever actually you know taken their their stuff for a test ride mm-hmm. and then yeah recommendations i agree It's such a such a a telling thing um but I think recommendations and testimonials have to be from people who actually used them. And so I don't know if you'd agree with me. Asking in a Facebook group is not the way to get a recommendation <laughs> no. for a web designer.
0: I mean, I think it's a case of, you know, when, when agencies, um, you know, just share a testimonials page on their website, for instance, it's the same thing. You don't know who are these people? Like, what? what is is it? You wouldn't obviously put the the bad reviews on. So have a look on Google. Have a look on things like Free Index. See if there's any bad reviews out yeah. there for that company as well and, and kind of make up your own mind based on, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of approach rather than just, I really need help with this thing in this massive Facebook group. And then you get an abundance of people pitching you, you know, yeah, it's just or their
2: not, nephew. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've got a nephew who knows how to use WordPress. If that's what it's called.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think checking out um, their portfolio as well. Um, do they provide links from the portfolio to the actual websites and mm-hmm. memberships they've, they've built? Um, you know, do they exist? <laughs> you yeah. know, you have to kind of scrutinize these things. Unfortunately, the, the kind of web design industry, SEO industry, um, it's we know of many, many really good people, but we also know of lots of not so good people, not so yes. nice people. So you do have to scrutinize a little bit um, and you can easily do that by, you know, by what we've just talked about mm-hmm. there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And even if you're in a rush to just get things moving with mm-hmm. where the company you're hiring, like the the week or two that you spend maybe joining memberships of being in, seeing how their email marketing is, if that's a service they're providing. Like, like you said, going in their portfolio, going to those websites, checking whether you know those websites have since been rebuilt, and if so, was it by somebody else? That's mm-hmm. usually a, a a sign that maybe you know the the the, the first project it's didn't go quite as well. Yeah, um, but you know, even even contacting the people in the testimonials and just oh. just asking them, uh, instead of taking them at face value. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Just just have that mindset of
0: this is important. You know, I'm going to do everything I can in order to make sure that I don't hire the wrong person. You know, don't, you know, some people have been on our email list and followed us for two or three years before actually pushing the button to work with us. And that's exactly what it should be like. You should have that approach when shopping as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I think for anyone who's kind of on the fence between should you be trying to do this all yourself, should you be hiring help, at what point do you hire a professional, how do you go about it, this uh, will give you, uh, I was going to say food for thought, but I actually think it's even more of a definitive answer in terms okay. of the the order in which to do things and how to actually make sure you're making the right decisions. Um, now, I, I want to totally switch gears to a totally different topic, because we've we've taken care of, of the people who are, are, are still trying to figure out whether they should DIY or, or um, uh, hire help. But I, I, while I've got you, I want to kind of take advantage of that to talk about uh, a pretty unique situation that I know that you guys have experienced that our listeners will unquestionably find very interesting, and I certainly find interesting. So... This is almost. I was considering releasing this as almost like a little mini bonus episode, but I think we can. <laughs> I think that depends on how long we go on this, right? Um. So last year, it was last year, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So last year there was an announcement from Chris Moore, who's a, a mutual uh, friend. Who ran content marketing. Academy, which held live uh, annual events uh, here in the UK every year, um, and also kind of at the heart of everything had a membership site, the Content Marketing Academy. Uh, In fact, Chris was actually a guest on Callie's podcast, Behind the Membership, uh, for anyone who's not familiar with him or CMA. Anyway, last summer, Chris announced that for various reasons, he'd be closing down his membership, closing down CMA. Very difficult decision for him and for um, his partner, Cora, who's heavily involved in the business. But because of the care that he has for his members, one thing he prioritized was finding an alternative community that they could essentially move to. So instead of just closing the doors and leaving people with their own devices, he wanted to make sure that there was somewhere this, this very tight-knit community could go to. And that was your community it so, was, yeah. yeah, so your nice. membership yeah yeah very nice gesture like I'm it sure was. I'm sure you you any anytime that you see Chris the drinks are on you right <laughs> um, so your membership which is called make your mark online um, became the unofficial new home for all of these displaced members of content marketing academy definitely a unique and interesting situation I've racked my brains as to whether i've I've Uh, come across that within our our audience um, before. So I want to chat a little bit about that while I have you. How did it go? Were there any hiccups or unforeseen problems during that transition? And how has it affected your membership overall? Well, it's worth pointing out
0: that that I think the reason that Chris recommended us is because he was, you know, already a part of our membership. He'd been in there anyway. And um, you know, we've built a couple of websites for Chris. He's constantly recommended people that we build their websites as well. So, you know, it would have been strange of him to recommend somebody else. I think yeah, with the relationship
1: it, that, it, that we have. Yeah, he didn't just Google (laughs) Google what memberships. Yeah,
0: but we have, you know, we have quite a few of the CMA members in our community as well. You know, that's where we really hit our stride with our content marketing game because of Chris. Um, And, you know, he felt that this was the natural progression um, and, and which was great. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of how it worked and were there any hiccups, I think ultimately it was, It was pretty fine, you know, in terms of the technicalities of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, we set up a... a Chris told us um, prior to announcing it, um, and um, we... Obviously, we're very upset, um but honoured that he, he chose us. Um, and we set up a basically kind of a landing page for CMA members mm-hmm. to say, welcome, <laughs> come find uh, comfort in us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, we set up that sales page for them. Um And then, you know, we explained, you know what, we're, we're not Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not trying to be Chris. We did want to explain on that that page that. You know yes you're joining our membership but it's not it's not like chris's membership it is different and we wanted people to have that expectation you know before getting in because we didn't want people joining thinking that it was going to be exactly the same then getting disappointed that was the last thing we wanted Mm -hmm. so we wanted to make sure you know to say you know cma was amazing um and we loved it and we know that you loved it if you join this membership we hope that you find it as useful as cma but it's not the same as CMA, mm. um, and that was important. That was pretty much why we set up that page to really get that kind of message across. Yeah, um, and did, and did people you, still joined, which was nice.
1: Yeah, and did, was that something where did you kind of sit down and almost uh, plan that out with with Chris in terms of? Uh,
0: no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no we, we didn't have really. we didn't have much time at all. No. So it was very much a case of us is how do we want to? I mean, Chris Chris said something. And this is very very important. Chris said to us. I want this to be abundantly clear from the outset. I do not want any money for this. I do not want an affiliate link. I do not want a cash lump sum payment. I cannot lead these people to you unless i'm 100 percent sure that 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 it's relevant and you're going to take care of him uh, care of them and that's that's why he took the money out of the equation yeah um, so that meant something to us because we needed to do a, a, an awfully good job in helping these people transition into our membership a couple of good things you know that we've done is we we were using the same forum we use slack for our membership they used slack you know um We have reached out or we reached out to Chris shortly after he closed the membership to ask him if we could adopt um, one of the particular things that we found extremely valuable as members. And that's something called a 90 day content challenge, Yeah. which we, we just honestly, our content, when we did this as part of that community, our traffic just shot up. Our inquiries, the types of leads that we were getting were completely different. It changed our business forever. So we said to Chris, Chris, you know, It's a completely different membership, but that is something that we know your members and we want in our membership. And he said, take everything, take the kitchen sink. So that's something that we took and we've added our our own spin to it. We've tweaked a a couple of things based on our experience. We've even created a workbook to Mm -hmm. even make it even more um, possible for people to get hold of content marketing. So we've developed and tweaked things, haven't yeah, we? But, but ultimately, I think
2: the reason why we you know and you said, were there any hiccups? Um, mm-hmm. And the reason probably why there wasn't uh, was because of Chris. He's a he's a very classy guy, mm-hmm. um, and he yeah, like Martin said, he didn't want. Any, you know, a single penny for it he just wanted what was best for his members so that made quite a seamless transition mm-hmm. um, and he was happy to, you know, he built this 90 day challenge himself um, that was extremely successful for the people that joined it, including us I and mean, he was happy to give that to us you know, just so that his members continued with that, um, and you know, that's kind of a testament to him, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably why there wasn't any hiccups <laughs> because yeah. you know it was just so easy. Um, yeah, uh, and because we'd
0: already, times. because we'd already, you know, put the work in terms of creating an infrastructure to take on new members. The actual technicalities were quite seamless. Mm-hmm. Um we did, like I say, we did transition over from paid memberships pro over to member press and we did that around the same time. So that was a little bit of a mad rush to get that sorted. <laughs> um, but ultimately, you know um, oh yes, I remember
2: that. It's all coming <laughs> back to me now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of like phase that part out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I mean since moving, since since we've had the members move over, we've you know continued to increase our membership i think it did add that extra momentum so yeah. people have been joining on a regular basis um, but yeah we took on a lot of members that week you know we, we're going to and it's nice to see that um, 99% of them have stuck around you know wow. yeah. yeah
2: and it was a consideration actually taking on that many people into your membership pool at once that ha- already have a connection a very strong connection because they'd been part of CMA for a long time mm. you have to take that into consideration when you're thinking about your current members you know you've got all these people coming in that have you know that are very close with each other that have, you know friends they've, they've met um, a lot Lot, you know a lot um and you have to kind of think about your current members the new members coming in and how that all merges together you don't want to
0: alienate your existing exactly pain. exactly yeah.
2: So that was something that we were quite um conscious of. Mm-hmm. So we did um a live call just explaining, you know, these guys come from here and 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 kind of introducing everyone and, and trying to get everyone involved. Um and it's worked out really, really well yeah. actually.
0: And we yeah. found that this this challenge that we adopted has actually brought everyone together. So people yeah. that were there before, people that were uh, new, this is kind of a nice kind of um safety ground for people to all get involved on. So yeah, this is going to make a big difference to us. Adopting yeah. bits and pieces from that old membership will keep mm. people engaged yeah. and obviously introducing new elements like this challenge is obviously going to keep the, the existing members, um, you know, on top of things as well. So, yeah. yeah, it's nice to, you know, keep a little bit of that old old um, community that they remember. Absolutely. But
2: well, yeah. I would say if you're ever in a position of bringing in a big group of people that all know each other to your membership, yeah, just be conscious of, you yeah. know, your existing members and trying mm. to, Make everyone talk they're the to <laughs> ones that
0: validated the idea they're the the original people that got behind you and have stuck around mm-hmm. however many months and years you know they've been by your side every step of the way and that's why it's important that we went out of our way to say this is its own community this yeah. is new you know it's, it is it is it is for our existing members um, mainly and any new members you know essentially do have to fall in line you know it's a new membership it's a new way of doing things and it's a new a new uh, community so
1: yeah it's important. That's you know, for anyone who who facing a similar possibility in the future, as I said, this is this isn't something for anyone listening who's kind of thinking, who's new to the membership world, thinking, is this is this a regular kind of thing that happens? Um, it's it's not, but certainly there's there are situations where people may look at closing down their membership and maybe don't realize that something like this is is an option, and hmm. is a way is a way of taking care of the the people who have taken you to where you are right now. And also make sure you're not you don't burn your bridges, you look after those people. And that, if, if you if you just want to take a purely selfish perspective, that helps you in the long run because actually, whatever you do in the next stage of your career in your business, you may need to come back to these people in some way, shape, or form. Or you need may need to operate in the world that these people are in. But yeah. if you're if if you burn your bridges and you you screw them over, then you're gonna kind of suffer for it in in the long run. And so in this situation, obviously the, the care that Chris took to make sure that you guys were the right place. And the fact that that was validated by the care that you then took in making sure that, you know, you, you onboarded those, those people in the right way. Like, if Chris, I know Chris is working with um, with Marcus uh, Sheridan a lot up in the US. If Chris decides to to start doing live events here in the UK again, yeah. if Chris decides to to serve this same audience again in a different way, then. It is retained a lot of that goodwill. And so, if anyone's in a similar kind of situation and they're not sure how to go about it, then this is definitely a viable uh, way of doing it. And I think there's so much value to unpack in 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 your experience about expectation setting, about how important it is to remove the financial incentives, because you know if someone gets wind that you're getting the kickback, then mm. that can derail the whole process about how useful legacy content like the 90 day challenge. Um, and that, that caught my attention right away. Cause I was familiar, familiar with it already from CMA. And I saw you guys are doing, it. I was like, oh, that's, that's so awesome that they're doing it. And also <laughs> that you built on it. It's like the workbook looks awesome. Um, and yeah, so awesome job guys. That's, uh, and it's great to hear that it's, um, it's, it's given your, your membership that, extra bit of momentum. And I know that community will unquestionably have um have bolstered the existing community as well because it's a great group mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. So yeah, amazing yeah. group of
2: people.
1: Definitely, definitely. Well you know I've 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 Squeezed you guys um, <laughs> of a lot of a lot of insights, a lot of real useful um, advice for our audience, and you know we've we've kind of packed two episodes in one there. But I, I think we'll we'll leave that as a little bu- juicy bonus for people who listen yeah. through the rest of the episode. I think, um, but I'm 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 very much reaching that point at which I'm kind of taking advantage of having uh, you guys <laughs> <laughs> on <laughs> take advantage, line, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, just to wrap things up, if anyone wants to learn more about you, about um, your membership, about the agency, and what you guys do, where is the best place to find you?
0: Yeah. So, our main agency is JammyDigital.com. That's where we build. You know. Custom built websites for uh, entrepreneurs, personal brands, and um, but we have a membership um, like what you guys have, where you teach people yeah. how to build membership sites, and we teach you how to build normal websites. You know your your online home. Um, mainly people in there, are freelancers, personal brands, and a few agencies actually. Uh, but that's at makeyourmarkonline.net, and uh, yeah, that's where we are.
1: Perfect, and we put all the links uh, over on the show notes for this episode at themembershipguys.com slash 241. Martin, Lindsay, has been an absolute treat talking to you guys. I always like a chance to catch up and have a chat. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show, and we'll chat again soon. Brilliant. Thanks, thanks so much, mate. Thanks for having May. us. Bye-bye. All right, a big, big thank you once again to Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital. So much value, so many great tips and insight there for anyone who is even thinking about hiring a professional or whether they're wondering if they're doing something wrong by doing it themselves. I think one of the most telling things in our conversation is the fact that both ourselves, myself and Callie, and Martin and Lindsay, despite the fact that we are seasoned, experienced, high-level website designer, developers, run agencies, all that sort of stuff, we all went down the route of making use of a, either a template or a page builder tool for our memberships just to get them started. And, you know, what I was saying about essentially the competitive edge that that gave us, that if there's only one thing that you take away, that situation and the advice that Martin and Lindsay uh, kind of almost backed up from our own experiences, that should be what you take away from it. Don't spend a year fussing and faffing trying to have the most professional-looking website in the world where everything's working perfectly because you don't know what's going to happen in that year. Jack Canfield, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and the Success Principles, has a fantastic quote that is often repeated that you don't need to get it perfect, you just need to get it going. And that absolutely applies to getting your membership site or your website up and running, and I hope that even if you've already got that taken care of, then actually the little bonus segment at the end of the interview where we talked about Content Marketing Academy, um, yeah, I'm interested in your thoughts on that as well as the other things we talked about. So let's keep the conversation going over inside our free Facebook group. If you search for Membership Mastermind on Facebook or if you head to talkmemberships.com, then that will redirect you to the Facebook group. Jump in there. We're going to be talking about uh, the various topics we've discussed on today's episode. Let me know your thoughts. If you've got any experiences that you want to share, then I would love to hear from you. And of course, as Martin and Lindsay mentioned, if you want to know more about them, their membership um, or their agency, you can check out the agency at jammydigital.com and the membership at makeyourmarkonline.net. We've got links to both of those sites as well as, other useful resources over at themembershipguys.com slash 241. You'll find the show notes, you'll find the top takeaways, and some useful links there. That is it for me for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.